welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. You know, perhaps the hardest thing for us to understand about reality is that none of it, none of it is solid. I mean, none of it. It does feel solid to us. Uh, We don't even think about the possibility it might be otherwise. But if you Google this concept, you're going to find that reality is 99 and then put in a dot and then seven nines after that percent empty space. And that's because inside all the atoms that make up reality is just empty space. That is all so boggling to me. But that's how when you die, you can just raise your vibration slightly and you'll pick up a whole new solid reality right where we are now. It's comforting to think in those terms, but it's still, still it's, it's really boggling. But that's why we have some real experts as Seek Reality friends who can help us to make sense of all this. And for all of the more than 10 years of Seek Reality's existence as a podcast, our only consistent guest has been Dr. R. Craig Hogan. He's been with us faithfully four or five times, maybe even six times in some years, which is why this is his 43rd time as our Seek Reality guest. Craig is the world's greatest expert on all things death and the afterlife. In the very broadest sense, including understanding where where it all happens and how it all happens and how it all fits together. This is a truly gigantic field in the in the literal sense of that word, isn't it? It it it, it it's something that we have to we have to understand. In a, in a sort of cosmic sense and not just in a sort of how does it happen and where does it happen and stuff sense because if we don't be if we can't grasp what that field is like it's very hard for us really to feel at home in the possibility that there is an afterlife and i mean i think it's been good and bad that, that we have such a thing as ndes because all the nde stories are different since ndes really are not in any real sense real they're basically dreams people are having and they're all different like everybody's dreams are different when we recently had raymond moody and i think he's wonderful frankly he didn't talk about NDEs as dying and coming back to life because that's not really what they are. He coined the term near-death experiences, but when he was with us, he didn't talk about them as dying. He talked about them as just experiences, personal experiences, which is what they really are. Craig's expertise, on the other hand, is about what's real. And He is unique in the whole field of death and afterlife studies in that he has spent a lot of time studying what actually happens, where it happens, and how it happens. And that's why he really is so precious to all of us in this field, because he really has studied the truth about how it all fits together. Craig may be the only one who really has made a study of all of it. And we need a go-to person, don't you think, on all of it? At this point, our wonderful Craig Craig Hogan really is that person. 
My dear Craig, it's so lovely having you back with us for the 43rd time. Can you believe it? We aren't even old enough for it to have been 43 times that we've done this together, but welcome back. Roberta, it's wonderful. We have a, a wonderful time together, and there's so much that we need to tell people. People need to understand the truth that we know now because it's a revolution for humankind, and most people just don't realize it. And what we want to do is to bring the truth to everyone so that you can understand that we're spiritual beings having a physical experience, but then we'll continue on after the body dies. And everyone needs to realize that that's the truth. That is the truth. Mm -hmm. But I love that statistic. This solid desk that I'm sitting at, this solid hand that I can't put through the desk, I can't do it, even though... They're both 99 point and then put seven nines percent empty space. I think that's oh. an amazing statistic, but you can find, you can Google and find that out. Yeah. And not only that, but when you get down to that level, everything is energy. So even then you, you have a difficult time saying that there is something there that is solid because of the fact that if, if you go down all the way to where there's mostly empty space, what there is there is energy. It's then only energy, energy anyway. Oh, yeah. We don't even wow. touch when you say when you say that we touch a surface. We don't even touch the surface. What happens is our electron, the electrons in whatever we're touching, and the electrons in our finger repel each other, so that almost <laughs> touches. But people don't realize that. People don't realize the fact that uh, this world that we have in front of us, everything that is around us is in fact made up of energy. And in the same way, consciousness then creates that energy. And so consciousness is at the basis. It creates the energy and we have the experiences. So the fact that the death is smooth is a pure illusion. Smoothness is just not a characteristic of the desk. Not at all. Yeah, and not only that, but the... Uh, when we talk about smoothness, smoothness is something which is entirely in the mind. So that anything that we say is smooth or red or wet, all of those things are in the mind. They are not in the objects. And oh. if we, so then we, we can have the experience of touching an object, but we don't really touch it. It's something that it's just the experience of touching. We can have the experience of red and the experience of wetness. But those are only experiences that happen in the mind. They are not in, in the world around us. Even the physicists will admit that, that if we could see what the world is like, what the world is really like around us, it would just be a soup of atoms. It's, it's just a, a, a large con 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 coagulation of atoms, and that is all that there is out there. And so that we then create the world through our senses and through our minds. And then it acquires all of those characteristics like a redness and wetness and so forth. And people don't realize that. They think that everything is out there in the world and it's not. Okay. Now that everyone's totally boggled, let's <laughs> help people put together what we've just taken apart completely. Let's, how do we do that? How do we make it start to start to feel real to people? Yeah. All we have to do is realize the fact that there is nothing but our mind and experiences. So we have minds. Our minds are part of the universal intelligence. 
and the, the universal intelligence then gives us experiences. And so we are living in the world and we're living in it much like we, uh, we live in a dream. So in a dream, we have characters and we have ourselves and we have the scenery and things happen and, but none of it is in us in the outward outside world sense. It's not like there are objects outside of us in the dream. All those things are happening in the mind. And this life that we're living is exactly the same thing. It's just in the mind of God. It is in the mind of our universal intelligence. And in that universal intelligence, we have the experiences, but there is nothing that's outside of us. There's nothing that, like the, the world exists outside of us and it'll continue going after we have left. And, and eventually there'll be a big crunch. Uh, when the, the universe comes back together into a singularity and big bang made it go this way and the big crunch will make it go this way. Yeah, that's right. And, and, uh, so none of that is true. None of that is going to happen because the experiences that we're having are experiences in the mind. They're in the mind of God. Then we are part of that. We are components of that universal intelligence. And that's how we have experiences. So so let's help people envision that. Consciousness is not in, inside our heads. It's not happening in your head or my head. It's happening in a shared consciousness, which we are tapping into. And so that's why we are having shared experiences, if you will. Is that, is that, am I saying that right? Yes, that's exactly right. We're all, we are creating this reality together. So we're, all of us are, all of us are creating this reality together. And the reason, the way in which that happens is we have the expectation that, for instance, our house, we have had the experience of our house. And so when we come back to the our house the next day, it's going to still be there. But those experiences are in the mind. If we all had the experience that there was no house there, there was instead a hospital, then we would all have the experience of the hospital there. But we have the experience of the house there because we expect it to be there. We've had that experience in the past. And so when we come back to that location soon, you know, sure enough, there's the house. And uh, but that's all happening in our mind and our universal intelligence. We're sharing the same dream. And so that what that means is as someone else that comes and sees my house then has the same shared experience in our universal intelligence of a house being there. But these experiences have grown up over time. Other people in the past have had those experiences. And so because they have experienced them, our consciousness, our, our universal intelligence has the experience of a house being there. And that's what we experience. We experience it because everyone else has experienced it. And so we share that. We commonly have that experience. And so it's there. We know that for a fact because of the fact that in the life after this life, when people go to that life, then they will have things in their experience there that they want. People don't have to eat there. But if they want food, then food is simply there. There is a refrigerator or there's a there's a pantry there. And and they can get the food that they want, but they don't have to ask for it. It's because their expectation, their desire, what they want is food. And so food is there. If they don't want food, if they don't need to, they eventually everybody grows out of that. But if they don't want food, there's just simply no food there for them. 
Yeah, we, we know that those bodies are, don't even have internal organs. They're no, they they food. say they say I don't even know if I have any internal organs. They say that to us, and then, uh, all of the information that we're getting is from direct correspondence. It's it's from communication we get from people in the life after this life. None of what we say is coming from a religion or from our best guesses or from yeah, a guru. Right, right. All of it's coming from people in the life after this life speaking to us. And so what they do is uh, someone has actually in one of the, our experiences with, with those in the life after this life has come back and said, I don't even know if I've got a brain. I don't know if I've got any, experience, <laughs> any organs in my body, but it doesn't make yeah. a difference. We don't need the organs in, in, in the body. Yeah, we don't need there organs. is no sickness. There are no old people. There is no death. There is no surgery. You don't have to get inside the body. And so none of that stuff is necessary. And so then it, it isn't there. Let's talk about what the geography, if you will, is. Because we know that this illusion that we're living in now sure sure does seem pretty solid, you know, but it's not solid. We know that. And the one the illusion we go to, so many of the of the people living there realize that when they get there that this was really an illusion, but they say, darn it, where they are now, that's real. That Mm -hmm. seems so much more real to them than this is, which is hysterical to me, because we think of it as vague and vapory there. must be clouds. They're all dancing around on the clouds, but no, they say that's real. People actually have bodies, just like we have bodies on, on the earth plane, and the bodies are as they are were in their prime. They would have been in their twenties, for instance, or thirties. Children who who make the transition then grow up on the other side into that age. People who were in their eighties, nineties, then when they transition to the next plane, they immediately have this new body experience that they have. Sure, do look forward to that, Craig. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to. It. I'm going to get rid of this, you know, get a trade in. And uh, they, they, when they have these experiences of the new body, then they, they say to us when they come back and, and talk to us, they say, "Listen, it, there's nothing to this thing called the transition of death. There is nothing to it. It just happens, and then immediately you're in a world that is exactly the same as the Earth plane, except much more marvelous. It has all of the same. You, you wouldn't re- realize that there's a difference." People waken in the other side, and they waken in circumstances that uh, are exactly the same as they would be on Earth. And so then they don't realize that that they are, in fact, transitioned into the next life. They feel like they're dreaming, or they feel like they have to figure out where they are because they are having experiences just like on the Earth plane. And so they don't realize the fact that they've made the transition. This uh, this view that the people in the afterlife have wispy bodies or vaporous bodies or or look like ghosts or that very none of solid. that it's absolutely very solid. not true. Yeah. So when when we transition to the next life, we have a solid body just like we do on Earth. We have we don't have to have organs, but we, you know there's no reason to look and see. You don't have to open up the body to look at it. Uh, because there is no surgery, there is no illness, there is nothing to open up the body for. And uh, so that people just don't really know that they, whether they've got a brain or whether they've got organs, and it doesn't make any difference. The, when, the first time someone tried to describe 
I read about someone trying to describe where it was that this was through a deep trance medium very early uh, in this, in the 20th century. And they use the, the um, analogy of radio. And now of course it's the much better illusion is television Mm -hmm. because change the channel. And if your if your mind is the TV, change the channel and right in the same place is a new channel. And that's the beauty of it. Um, someone describing it nowadays says, if you look at the room around you, it's just as if you were between channels. Suddenly it gets vague and vapory here. And that new channel becomes solid. It's, it's really in the same place, even it, that's, that's the way it is. It's so close to us. That new reality is right here. It's such an amazing thing because none of it is really solid. And yet it seems solid to us. It's so astonishing. As you say, it is our, it is mind created in this great, amazing conscious consciousness, which is all that exists. Yeah. And the, what, when we talk about something being solid or when we talk about it um, having properties, for instance, it has color, you know, it, it has a smell, uh, it has a sound. All of those things are happening in the mind. They are not happening in the world around us. So it's not a, a stretch to understand the fact that when we change focus, and that's all we're doing is changing focus. So it's as though we were standing in front of a waterfall one moment and turned around and there was, there were mountains and we looked at the mountains. That's all it is. It's a change of focus. So when we change our focus from this solid life into that next solid life, then all we're doing is we're having experiences there that pertain to that life. And and we have them commonly with everyone else who lives there. So we're focused on that, that solid life there, just as we're focused on this solid life here. Only the next life is so much more wonderful. Yes, well, we, we have to keep saying that because it is so amazingly you know, true. The way they describe it. The very atmosphere is love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we don't understand what it's like to live when where everything you feel and breathe is love. That That is something which they tell us. You can't imagine what that's like to live in love. Yeah, wonderful things that are, are there. There are flowers there and, and the flowers are very, very large and the flowers, very big, yeah. they, they not only are beautiful and they smell wonderful, they also exude music. So there's music coming from the flowers yes, and, and energy that's nourishing. Right, right. And you don't pick the flowers. There's no need to pick the flowers. If you want flowers in your house, then the flowers are simply going to be in your house. You don't have to go out there and pick them. Uh, because none of the, the flowers need to be picked and they would need to grow wild. They need to grow f- profusely in that, in that environment. And so then all of those experiences that we have, and you can have the experiences of going swimming, or we can have the experiences of riding a, a motorcycle or riding a, a boat out on the, on the lake because there are lakes there and the oceans there and mountains there. So all of these experiences that we have are very real, solid experiences, just like they are on Earth, but they're much more wonderful. Yes. Or riding my horse, which I cannot wait to do. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. There's one example in one of the induced after death communication sessions that Dr. Alan Botkin had, uh, in which a woman was having her experience sitting in the psychotherapist's office of this induced after death communication. And she, they, they, her father came through, the woman's father came through. And she said that, uh, the little girl who, who is disabled and had passed away, uh, that she is there and she can ride ponies now is what he said. And they yes. had to ride ponies when they were on this side of life. And so he, he says, she's riding her ponies now on this and that side of life. So all the experiences that we have, the most wonderful experiences that we have, we will have them again in the next life, plus about a billion more experiences (laughs) that we can have on the other side in in the next life. It's a wonderful life that we can look forward to. The reason people need to stay here is because we are learning lessons. We're going through Earth School, and in Earth School, we learn lessons, we grow in love and compassion, and we have a wonderful time. And we need to continue that. Now, people who realize the fact that, like we do, that there's no doubt about the fact that we will go on to the next life, and it's a wonderful life. We don't have a desire to commit suicide because of the fact that if you have that knowledge, then you also know the fact that this is Earth school, and you need to stay here, and it, this is only a short time. And after this time is over, then you'll go on to those next experiences. So nobody's going to commit suicide if they really realize this is true. And the negative things that happen here mm-hmm. are opportunities to learn and to grow. Mm-hmm. When we realize that they're temporary and and they're they're like stepping stones. You know, if you're going to take a very big step, sometimes that's difficult. And so we surmount that step and the view is better. I mean, we've succeeded at something that was difficult, perhaps, but it's positive. It's in the end, it's all positive. You know, sometimes things can be hard. And what, one of the reasons that people choose to come to earth, the big reason really is that the hard things don't happen to us there. Negativity is really not even possible to experience there. There is too much love. There's too much positivity there. And we need those negative stressors. Darn it. And so people, because they want that growth, they want, they want the positive things that can come from that growth. So they come here to have those negative experiences. And when, when we understand that's why we chose to come to have those negative things, it's sort of like if, if you have, if you have an illness, you'll go to the doctor and the doctor will say, you know, you, you got this illness. And we can make it better, but you may need an operation. And you go, darn it. Well, okay, I'll have the operation. I'll get better. And then I'll go on and finish my life feeling better. You're going to have the operation. So you're going to have the operation and then you'll feel better. That can be what some of the, some of the things that happen in life do for us. In the end, they're going to make us stronger, healthier, better. So we have those experiences. If you look at your life as it's going to have, they're going to be some bad things, but in the end, they're going to make you stronger. A lot of the teachings, a lot of what I teach nowadays are the teachings of Jesus and how they help us grow spiritually. And they do. And that's 
That's what they're for. And so that's what we do with them. We use them to grow spiritually. Yeah, and we chose this time because it's a crucible. We chose it because it's going to be hard. Yes. We could have chosen. When I say the we, that we chose, it's actually our souls who chose. So our souls are part of our higher selves. And our souls make, have decided that we are to incarnate at the, in the earth school at this time. We'll develop our personalities. We'll develop who we are while we're in earth school. But our souls have the picture of the whole thing. They know why we're here. They know what life is like here. And so then they made the decision that we would be incarnate here along with other, the, our guides, with others in the higher self with even higher level beings. And they decided that we would incarnate into the earth school and we would live our lives here, grow as people. And then once we had grown as people and had our personalities and we had our abilities and we had our memories, then we take all of that into the next life and we continue as individuals. We don't then come back as, a, and so we're not available in the afterlife. We are there as individuals and we're available to communicate with other people. But uh, the, all of these decisions we made, we made the decision to come into Earth School at, a, at one of the worst times that it could be. When you and think about chose it, it yeah. because it's a crucible, we chose it. Uh, we made that our souls made that decision. When you think about it, everybody you know is a walking crowd, mm-hmm. and 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 these lives were designed to give us the opportunity to have all these experiences and do all this growing. And so, you know, be grateful to all these beings that are helping us to grow, and to all these experiences that are maybe not fun, but but they're in the end they're going to help us to do all this wonderful growing. And um, I I just think. No, looking back at my life, I can see all the growth that has come of all the things that maybe were not fun at the time, but I'm so happy they happened now because I see all the growth that came of them. Yeah, we see these things after they occur. So yes. when when we're in the midst of uh, a lesson, it seems awful. You know, it seems <laughs> it's, we're never going to get past this. You know, it's uh, it's like I'm I'm ready to give up and. But when we go through that and we come out of the other end and we have surmounted the obstacles, then then we realize and, and we look back on it and say, oh, now I understand. Now I know what I was now trying I to, supposed to learn. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've grown so much from that experience. It, it made a different person for me. And and then we realize what it was that we were to learn and why we went through that experience. We go through terrible experiences, but they're all intended to help us learn. Yeah. Yes, yes, and and the end, the result is really wonderful. Mm-hmm. No, and and if we if we treat our our whole life as as you say Earth School, mm-hmm. and if we help other people to see their lives that way, and if we help them through it and in the most positive way, it's a glorious thing. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we at Seek Reality try to help people do that. That's why we we do have opportunities for people to ask questions and and uh, I I did a a session like that just last night and helped some people. And it was just a glorious thing to have people share what was going on in their lives and, and walk them through some, some ways to look at what was happening and help them feel more positive. And I got emails the next day and it was just a wonderful, 
it's a wonderful thing. I'm I'm actually trying to to take some take. I'm actually taking a course now on in how to better help people to see their lives that way and to to help them through those those opportunities for, for growth. We're always learning, Craig. <laughs> yeah, we're always learning, always learning, and we're we are helping each other learn. And not only that, but our souls are helping each other. So in other words, my soul then is getting together with your soul and making decisions about what we're going to do with each other, you know, how we're going to communicate with each other. And then we're subtly in, influenced to do that. We are never yes. made to do something. In other words, we're not puppets. So when our, our souls will inspire us to do something and we can screw it up. And in fact, yes. we didn't screw it up regularly. We just don't get it right. We're not, we're, we're not getting what we should have gotten out of that experience. But, but then our souls would get together again and say, Oh, that didn't work. You know, we, we just didn't get the, the learning from that experience. Let's try another one. Yep. And so they inspire us to do things, to get together. And I'm sure that we were inspired when we, we first met and, and I flew down to Texas. Yes. We knew we were meant to do stuff together. We just weren't sure what it was. So we we're, were meant to do stuff together. So, so you were inspired to contact me. I was inspired to want to come down to Texas and, and do that presentation. And so we were receiving yeah. the inspirations. You could have just ignored that and said, Oh no, I'm going to try to find somebody here in Texas or, or, uh, oh, no, this guy's a crackpot, you know, and, and, uh, he just doesn't seem to know what's going on. Well, I think we both knew when we met we were the right kinds of crackpots to, to work together. And so, exactly so then right. we were both inspired, and that then turned out to be a good opportunity. This is the the, the beginning that was planned all along. So what we did then was the part of the plan that we're involved in now. And it was inspired for us so that we could go through it. So we, we then are given help. We are given inspiration by our soul, by our guides, by others who are interested in us, helpers, so that we can learn lessons in earth school. And then once we've learned the lesson, we can look back on it and relax, you know, with a, with a, a glass of wine and, and just sit back in our easy chair and say, no, these are the lessons I've just learned, and I'm excited about the fact that I've just learned them, even though at the time I thought it was the awfulest thing I'd ever had happen to me. You know, I wanted to end that, you know, any way I could. I wanted to get, withdraw from it, but I went through it. I got through it, and now I can look back on it and say, yes, I understand. Now I know why I've learned that lesson. I know why I went through that terrible experience. Yeah, I I, I think that... Um... If everyone takes the same approach to all the things that are happening, I mean, you 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 instinctively know. I think when you meet people who can help you with your growth, you 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 know that they're the people you need mm -hmm. in your mm -hmm. life, and and you stick to it with them, mm -hmm. and then you just keep you keep going. But I just think, and the and the the biggest advice I would give to everyone listening is. We are here to help other people with their growth. Mm -hmm. This isn't just about you ever. The people around you are the people who are meant to help you and you are meant to help them. That's what this is really all about. Yeah, there's. And, and, the, and the advice, Craig, I keep giving to people is as soon as possible, give the rest of your life to God, mm -hmm. because that's when I really started to grow, when I stopped thinking it was about me, and I realized it was really about other people. Mm -hmm. 
because I've grown much more since I gave my life to God than I ever grew before that. Yeah, and that, that's a wonderful sentiment. And and when we talk about God, it doesn't mean the the ang- the uh, judo Christian. Not the guy with the beard. No, not no, the guy with the beard. No, that's yeah. not it at all. What it is is the fact that that our universal intelligence is here to guide us to help us. Our guides are yes. here to help us. Our souls are here to help us. All of the, them are part of our universal intelligence, and that is God. And so, then yeah. our that's destiny, right. That, our destiny. But the top of the consciousness range is really what yes, God is. That's it. Exactly. That's right. it. There is nothing but God. Amitka Swami, who is a, a nuclear physicist, came to the realization when he was just have, having a hard time. And he was looking at the, his life and saying, why am I doing all these things? Why am I going to these gatherings and these presentations? And, and, uh, then he wondered why these things are happening in his life. And finally, one day he had the realization, there is nothing but God. There is nothing but God, he said. And, and what he was saying was that everything that happens to us, everything that goes on with us is part of our universal intelligence helping us right. to learn lessons and to to grow in love and compassion and to have fun to just enjoy life and and if we just relax and allow it to happen uh, uh, allow things to come to us then then roll with them and go with them and and go through the challenges then we will find that life is so much easier than we had ever thought it could be and so much more joyous mm-hmm. I mean, every day that you realize that, I mean, I get so many emails all the time. I'm getting emails from people that I've helped and they thank me. And I think I, I'm, the thanks really didn't go to me. I'm just, I'm just the little helper here. I mean, it, it's really, it's, it's the top of the consciousness range, which is all that exists. That's, that's, I'm, I'm just a servant. Um, who, who was it? Um, Mother Teresa said, I'm just a little pencil in God's hand. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you really are. Mm-hmm. But it's it's fun to be that pencil. Yeah, yeah. And we'll have opportunities to help each other. And when the opportunities come to us, then we should take advantage of them. So as as you say, we're not in this just for our benefit. We're in this to help others as well. And so that we're in this together to grow in loving compassion and to have fun. And all we have to do is allow that to happen. Just roll with it. Don't get, don't get upset and start to try to look in the past and, and live in the past. Like the things that are no longer here. Don't keep going back to those and being sad because they're not here anymore and we don't have them. And, and my life's over because I don't have this that I used to have. And, and instead of that, just go forward and roll with it and allow it to happen and then have the wonderful experience of having been successful at the end of the process. And all we have to do is just allow it to happen. But I've been telling people that life is about raising your consciousness vibration. Mm-hmm. And if you raise it enough, then you get to sort of midway through the fifth level. You never have to come back and reincarnate. And people keep basically saying, I don't know how to do that. Show me how to do that. And so I just want the people who have been challenging me that I want them to know that I'm learning how to teach you how to use the teachings of Jesus to get there in this lifetime. And I think I will be able to teach you how to do that now and make it simple. Um, I've been told by Thomas, and if if you've been watching 
these these videos for a while, you know that he's my spirit guide. I've been told by him that I have done that already for me. And if I could do it for me, I could certainly do it for you. So um, I, I, you could take me up on the challenge. By next year, I should be able to teach you how to do it. I don't care how old you are. It's not hard. It's This is a process of physics. It's a mechanical process. It's not hard. We're going to do it together. Just saying. Yeah, and, and what we're doing is, uh, as you say, we're, we are doing this together. So in other words, we are growing in love and compassion, but we're also helping others grow in love and compassion. It only counts if you can help everybody yeah, do it. Help everybody. This is not about you. It's not about me. It's about helping everybody. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, when people look at, at things that are happening in the, the cultures, there's a lot of violence today. Uh, there's a lot of, of conflict in the world today. But it's only because of the fact that, that the people involved have not grown to the point at which they have more love and compassion for other people. They're just ignorant. They're, just ignorant. they're poor little ignorant children. children Let's right. just help them grow. Yeah, they're spiritual children. And they will grow eventually. It may be in the life after this life, but they will eventually grow. But now part of what we're doing is to help all people that are around us that we have contact with to grow, to grow out of being hostile or to be angry or to to have difficult emotions and, and to become more loving and more compassionate. Our role is to help them as we're helping ourselves to do that. And so Absolutely. That. beautifully said, darling. yeah. And when you learn to love by loving. So if anybody is, is wishing that they could be loved, all you have to do is go out and, and love some people. Uh, and so that you've got that role. They are going to be part of your effort. They're already part of your effort. Their soul and your soul have gotten together. So when you go out and you love someone, then they are being part of your growth as you are part of their growth. And so we just have to understand that and understand that we're in this together and we're doing, going to have wonderful experiences. If we just allow them to happen, we will be guided. The good news is there's no bad no. news. I can't believe it, but we're already, we've already come to the end of our time. <laughs> what, what do you want people to take away from our? sort of happy giddy conversation today Yeah, the most important thing is to realize that you are a spiritual being you're having a brief experience in earth school you're going through these trials this is hard this is like boot camp and you're going through all of these trials and 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 the reason for that is when you come to the end of them you're going to be much better person that's the reason that we go come into a life on in earth school instead of just having these abilities, having these sentiments, and you can't just have them. You have to grow into them. You have to go through the process of growing. That's what's important. And all you have to do is face the challenges. Just go into them realizing that they are to your benefit and then help other people face the challenges and go in love and compassion to every person that you meet. And that then is going to change them and it's going to change you. And pretty soon we will have changed the whole Mm -hmm. world. Yeah, that's the goal. Big hug, my dear friend. Yeah, it's been wonderful. Roberta, anytime. Oh, my dear friends, we have again come to the end of our time. This has been Secret Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you were with us today. Please never forget, never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end. And when you get that, it changes everything in your life for the better. 
Next week, we'll be talking with Kelvin Chin. He's a meditation star. And of course, we all know I can't meditate for a damn. Kelvin is an author. He's a teacher in meditation. He's a life after life expert. And his third book is After the Afterlife, Memories of My Past Lives. It describes, and I've read the book, it's kind of spooky. It describes how his past life memories that reach back 6,000 years, and they've been resurfacing, I think, because of all his meditation over the past 45 years. Some of them were with Jesus, actually. Um, They've sort of continued lifetime after lifetime. This is his third visit with us, I think. I think he's actually had more, but I have to go back and look at the records. And I think you're going to find him to be delightful. This is one of the people that I actually knew, um, I think, even before I started doing this work, because he used to live in Austin, and I sort of met him independently, and and then he moved off, and, and um, I used to actually have lunch with him because he was such an amusing person, and we used to laugh together. And and then he went off and became this meditation star. Um, anyway, I think you're going to find him to be relaxed, fun, funny, and just join us next week. I think you're going to like like, like Helvin quite a bit. This week, we've been talking with our wonderful, beautiful friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. He's been with us for the 43rd time, and that's in only 10 years. So as you can see, he's practically my co-host at this point. He's the president of Seek Reality Online, the author of the set of definitive books on the subject of death and the afterlife and what's really going on. And just remember, when we talk about consciousness, we're not talking about what's in your head. Consciousness is not in your head. It's in the world around you. You just pick it up and you, this, this, this is an automaton. You know, they talk about artificial intelligence. Well, this is a little robot that I'm, that you see in front of you that picks up that artificial intelligence in the world around us. And I just use it to navigate and pick up the artificial intelligence. That's really what got what's going on. I'm used to it now. When I first understood what's going on, it freaked me out and it may be freaking you out. I can help you deal with it. I am finally learning what I should have done a long time ago, which is how to conduct a course where I can one-on-one work with you because otherwise I don't know that you'll ever really understand it, but we are going to figure out a way to do this and help you understand it through Seek Reality Online and make it really work for you. Um, Craig and I want more than anything else in the world to make this something that is as second nature to you as it is to us. So we are going to do this. And meanwhile, we are going to keep talking with you through through my podcast, through Seek Reality Online, and really teaching you so that you will know, as we know, and make it second nature to you, that you are eternal. Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource. Just go there and learn. It can, it takes a little while, I think, but the, we've the, all the resources are there for you. And Craig, as he is my eternal, beautiful friend, he is yours too. He's your worldwide expert on all things afterlife. Teachingsbyjesus.com is newer. We're still working out the kinks, but it's your single resource for all the beautiful divine truths that were brought to us in perfect love by our greatest teacher, Master Jesus. Jesus did not bring you the Christian religion. That was brought to you by the Roman Emperor Constantine, who took what Jesus was trying to teach us and perverted it into a religion which is fear-based. Everything Jesus taught was love-based. I know all of this. I studied in college. And then Jesus asked me to give you his truths 
through a website, which is what we're still working on. But teachingsbyjesus.com is his website. It gives you the genuine teachings of Jesus, and they can at last in truth come alive as the religion dies. As you know by now, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, <laughs> The Fun of Loving Jesus, The Fun of Growing Forget... I've gotten out of all... Let me, let me say them again in a way that that I can remember them. Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together. And finally, the the one which I think is the best because it gives you what I try, have tried to give you all my life, the fun of loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. Finally, I wrote this book years ago, and he kept telling me not to do it yet. It wasn't time yet. But finally, the fun of loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. It's my favorite of all these books. And I haven't really promoted it, so it doesn't have very many um, reviews yet. But if you if you can buy it and read it, please do and give it an honest review. The fun of loving Jesus. And then there's, of course, the fun of meeting Jesus, which is a beautiful children's book. Um, and it's beautifully illustrated. I wish I could draw and, and paint and, and make pictures the way that woman did. She's beautiful. There are illustrations, incidentally, for another children's book. I just haven't had the chance to write it yet. It's about children's children whose whose dog dies and, and where that dog ends up. The, the dog ends up being Jesus's dog, which, oh, I wish I had time to write that book. I just haven't had time yet. But anyway, you can find all of these books at anywhere, Amazon, bookstores, Barnes and Noble. Um, and they're also all of them, but the most recent one are available as audiobooks. And if you want to talk about anything at all, you can always contact me through the green top contact block on robertagrimes.com. Just please make sure I have your correct response email because it takes me a little while to get them all out, but I do answer every single email that you send me. It's just that sometimes they bounce because People have given me, you know, they're they're off by one letter and I don't know that. And so they bounce and I get very sad when I've written a long email and then it bounces. So please make sure it doesn't bounce. I hate to, I hate to be sad. All of the more than 500 past episodes now, which is exciting to me, of Seek Reality are available wherever audio podcasts can be found, and you can listen to new audio episodes each week with the Seek Reality app if you'd like, and you can find that for free wherever free apps are available. You can also see all the new video episodes, which are exciting each week on Roku or on Fire Stick, and, and I think on, on just plain YouTube as well. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all, in this entire reality, in all that exists, you are infinitely, eternally, and perfectly loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything. Everything.